Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Nun Aleph. Today's daf has been sponsored by Mr. Aik Shehbar in honor of the rabbi, to scale mitzvot Aik Shehbar. Today's daf is being studied Leilu Nishmat Acham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. We are starting today on daf Nun Aleph, right on the top of the daf Amar Rava. Uh, we learned in our Mishnah that if a person well, before Shabbat finds himself on the road and he knows a certain spot, a certain landmark, for example a tree or a wall and he's not there before Shabbat but he wants to get there before Shabbat so he's able to say Shvitati bimkom ploni right? he's able to put a Shvita at the tree or at the wall uh, even though he's not there, and then uh, he can walk there on Shabbat, that's within 2,000 amot, and then from that spot he can walk an additional 2,000 amot to wherever he wants to go. So now the Gemara is going to give one more condition on that deen. Amar Rava, Vehu, Ikaro, Is that what it said? That if you designated a spot under the tree, your shivita is considered there. That's on the condition that if you would run to the spot, you'd get there before hashecha. Uh, okay, we'll continue. We'll go back. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, so long as you can run to the spot, let's say of the tree. Before Shabbat, meaning before Hashecha, even though you didn't run, potentially that you can run to the spot and get there before Shabbat, then already it's considered a Shavita. Now obviously the question is, what are you talking about? From the Mishnah we learned, it was Hashecha already. Which means you were doing this right at the time it was getting dark. So how could the Gibbana give us a condition so long as you could run there before it gets dark? What do you mean? It's past that time already. When you were doing this whole uh, uh, Shavita. So again, Amar Rava said, Vehu dechira ikaro mateh. And this is only talking that if he runs to the ikar of the tree, mateh, he will get there. Amar Abaye veha hashcha lo ketani. What do you mean? The Mishnah said that he's doing this at the time where it's hashikah already. It's dark already. So he can get there by the time it's dark. He's doing it when it's dark already. So the Gemara says, Hashikah lebeto, aval shel ilan, matzeh azil. When the Mishnah said, Hashikah, that it got dark, it doesn't mean that it got dark. It means that if he would go to his house, by the time he would get to his house that he wants to get to, it would be dark. But if to get to the tree, it would not be dark. Which we were told where it's the day, it's Eid of Shabbat. So when the Mishnah says, Hashkalo, that means for him to walk from where he is to get to his house, already it's going to be dark already. But he'd be able to get from where he is to the tree before dark. So therefore the Mishnah is teaching us that if he can indeed run there, before uh, it gets dark, even though he doesn't. 
potentially he's able to, then already it would be permissible. And the Hashechav, the Mishnah, is just giving us that had he gone from where he is to his house, already it would be too late, it would be dark already. So he needs to make the condition prior to that. Ika de Amri, or some give a different answer. Amaraba, Hashkalo ki masge kale kale. Yeah, it means that it would get dark if he would walk slowly to the tree. But if he would run, he would get there. So the Mishnah says, Hashkalo, yeah, in a case where the guy would walk from where he is, right of Shabbat, to get to the tree, if he would walk it slowly, he would miss it. It would be dark already. However, had he run to the spot, again, you're not running so far, it's 2,000 amot, which is uh, 3,500 feet, uh, it's uh, a little more than half a mile, so if he could run there and get to the tree from before Shabbat, before Hashechah, it's okay. So the point of the uh, Gemarov here is that Hashechah and the Mishnah, that's not when he made the condition. Okay? He made the condition from before. Hashechah is either telling us, had he gone to his house, it would be Hashechah already, but he'd be able to get to the tree before Hashechah, or it's just saying, had he walked to the tree, it would be Hashechah, but if he runs to the tree, it would make it beforehand. Rabbi Rav Yosef, Rabbi Rav Yosef, they were walking on the road. So Rabbi tells Rav Yosef, let our shivita be under the tree that holds its brother. Seems there was a palm tree that another tree was leaning on it. So Rabban was familiar with that tree. It was a landmark to him, right? So he says, all right, uh, listen, Rabbi Yosef, let our shivita be on that tree that supports its brother. The Amri and some say to take the under the palm tree, the Farik Mare Mecharga, that exempts its owner from taxes. Meaning it was a palm tree that produced a lot of dates. And therefore he was able to pay the taxes that they would charge him from the revenue that the tree produced. So they would call the tree Dikla de Farik Mare Mecharga. The tree that exempts the owner from the taxes, meaning he's able to pay taxes. So Rabbi Yosef comes along and tells Rabbi, He says, well, I don't know that landmark. I'm not familiar with that uh, tree. Well, he was trying to tell him, listen, for you it might be good, but for me to join you in the Shivita, I don't know the landmark. So Rabbi says, what are you worried about? Just rely on me. I know the landmark, and uh, I'm doing the Shivita for you. That's all, that's all that counts. Netanya, and he quotes the Braita. Rabbi Yosef Omer, Rabbi Yosef taught, Imayu Shnayim. If you have, let's say, two people walking on the road, Ehad makir makir. One knows the landmark and one does not. makir. The one that does not know the landmark, Moser makir. He transfers over the shivita to the one that knows the landmark. makir omer. And the one that knows it will say, let our shemitah be in such a place. Which means, Rabbi telling Rabbi Yosef, what are you worried about? We have a braita in the name of Rabbi Yosef. That's it's okay. As long as one of them knows that there's a spot over there, he can handle it for the other guy who doesn't know. Kibbutz says, Vilahi. but it's not so. What's not so? Not that the halacha is not so. Lo Rabbi Yosef. The braita is really not in the name of Rabbi Yosef. There is a braita out there that says what it says. But Rava added that it was Rabbi Yosef that's the author of this. 
Why would he add that Rabbi Yossi is the author when he was not? So the Gemara says, So in order that he'll accept it. Why? Because we have a deen that the halakha follows Rabbi Yossi. Because ta'amov and mukoimo. Jesus, when Rabbi Yosef said something, he usually said things that were sound and logical and straight. So therefore, he wanted the Rabbi Yosef to accept it without any argument. So he just told him, uh, Rabbi Yosef said that it's uh, okay. So oh, Rabbi Yosef says, okay, not going to argue on Rabbi Yosef. But that wasn't Rabbi Yosef. Now, the uh, Rashi just explains to us, what is this language, Nabi Yoseh, Nimukorimo? Where did they get that word? We said that many times in Shas, Nimukorimo. It literally means the rationale is with him, the logic is with him, his reasoning is sound. So Rashi tells us it actually comes from two words, Nim and Kav. Nim comes from Nima, Nima is a hair. A hair is straight. And a Kav also is a line. So they were saying, when the Yosei would say, it's nim vekav, it's straight and yashar and, 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 and sound. So therefore, they would, it's an abbreviation of those two uh, words. And I goes further. Im eno makir, oshe eno baki. So the Mishnah then said that, let's say the guy does not know a landmark. He doesn't know there's a tree there. Or let's say there is a tree, but the guy is not familiar in the halakha, that he can make a shivita further than he is. So then it goes back to the regular din. His shivita is in the spot where he is. Shivita tobim komo. And he gets 2,000 amah to the chol sad. Of course, there's no landmark, or he doesn't know that he can use this hetet. So he gets the regular, uh, the regular din. So the Yavala comes along and says... And now we go back to a source, which could have been written in the beginning of the Pedic, but they want to know the, the 2,000 Amma that we're giving the guy. Where they get 2,000 Amma from? Where do you know that Tum Shabbat is indeed 2,000 Amma? So the Gemara over here gives us the source. Detanya, because we have a Braita. Shevu Ishtachtav. When it came to Shabbat in the Midbar, so God tells the Jewish people, you don't go, don't collect the man today. The man already you got yesterday double portion. And therefore, Shivu <coughs> Ishtachtav. That's referring to anybody that did walk a certain distance. After you get to a certain spot, you gotta stop. Shivu Ishtachtav. As we learned in the previous Gemara, what was that saying? Elu Arba'amot. That was referring to the four Amot. I mean, once you walk outside the tomb, you only get Tahtav. And we learned in the previous Kibana, what's Tahtav? The amount of uh, space that a person can lie down, stretch his hands, exactly. So that's, that's the shoot of four Amot Tahtav. But how do you know 2,000? So the Gemara says, Al then also says what? A person should not go out. How far shouldn't he go out? Elu alpayim amah. This is referring to 2,000 amah on Shabbat. So this is the source. Al yetzeish memekomo. So the Gemara says, Minalan. But where, where do you know 2,000? It just says don't go out. Maybe it's 5,000. Where did you get the number 2,000? So Amar of Hizda. So Rav Hizda is now going to give us a very... Uh, 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 sophisticated limud over here. It's not just going to be from one pasuk. Basically, what's going to is going to be like this. It says, "Al We 
eventually want to get to the source pasuk. The source pasuk, we're going to learn 2000, is a pasuk that's written by the Migreshei HaLeviim. The Leviim used to have different cities. And the Torah tells us that outside the cities of the Leviim, you'd have like uh, open area. And it says that this open area would be for 2000 Ammah. So we do see the word 2,000 Amman, the Torah, nothing to do with Hum Shabbat. Regarding the cities of the Nevi'im, outside of it, you have to leave a 2,000 Amman uh, area or space of, uh, let's say, uh, trees and for like, uh, you know, uh, open area, park. So we got to get to that Pasuk. Now, that Pasuk does not have any common words with the Pasuk of Al Yetzirah so normally when you're learning a Gezerah Shavah, from one pasuk to another, you have to have link, link words. So what the Gebarah is going to do here very interestingly is, it's going to go through like uh, four or five different links in order to get to the final pasuk. Which means, we'll start. The Gebarah starts off, Lamadu makom mi makom. The first leg of this derasha is, it says in the pasuk, Al ish That's our pasuk, that's makom. Keyword, circle the word makom. We have another pasuk in Shemot Chaf Aleph, V'samti lecham makom asher yanus shama. Like, but I didn't tell us that. There's Rashi giving us all the, uh, the, 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 the pasukim. By a rotseyach b'shogeg. A guy that murders unintentionally, so it says he has to run to one of the places, meaning the Eid Miklat. So once already I see Makom Makom, I link those two Pesukim together. Al Ishme Mekomo, with the Pesuk Vesamti Makom, Asher Yanus Shama. Now, once I get to that Pesuk, now already I got the word Yanus. So I see a word, a pasuk that has the word makom, and yanus in it, he'll run. So imagine now that word yanus, I could put in my first pasuk, that means now when it says, it's as if the word yanus is written over there as well, so I could link it to now a pasuk that has the word yanus in it. And therefore the Gemara's next leg of the dirasha is, umakom minisha. And now I can make a dirasha from the word makom, our that how has the word nisa in it, because we linked it to a pasuk that has the word nisa in it. And I could learn it now to the pasuk. The next pasuk says, It says, And if the rotseah leaves the ir miklat from his border. Oh, so I see a word now, gebul. So now I can link the word Yanus with Makom. It's got a word Gibul in there. So the next stage is Vinisa Minisa. Because it does say the word Yanus in that Pasuk I just quoted you as well. Vinisa Migibul. And the word Gibul is written as well. Vigibul Migibul. And the next Pasuk says, Umatsa Oto Goel Adam Mechutz Ligbul Ir Miklato. And the Goel Adam, the avenger of the blood, will find him outside the Givul. Now, once I ready get to that, I can go Vigbul Mihutz. Now I have a Dirashah 
from Gevu to the word Chutz, because it says by our key pasuk, Umadotem mi Chutz la'ir et peat kedma al paim amma. Which means I will measure from outside the city of the Levine, 2,000 amma. So it took me a few links to finally get to the derasha. Uh, the final was vechutz mechutz. So basically, I'll count them up for you. You have one, two, three, plus the original pasuk for five pasukim altogether, getting you from Ali Yitzhi Ishmaikomo to the pasuk of Umadotem Otomihutz, and therefore you just keep on adding another uh, link word till you get to the end. Interesting, uh, in- interesting derasha. So the Gemara says, hold it. Vinilaf mekir ha'ir vechutsa elif amma. We have another pasuk by the cities of the Levi'im that tell us you don't measure two thousand amma outside of their cities. You measure one thousand amma. And it also says the word chutza. <coughs> so therefore, that was our last link word. Chutz to chutz. Right? It says in one of the pesukim, chutz. And it says by the pasuk, umadotem oto mi chutz. So why did you learn from that word? We have another pasuk that says chutza, which is also a similar word. And in that pasuk it says 1,000. So who told you to learn it from the chutz pasuk of 2,000? Learn it from the chutza pasuk of 1,000. And therefore you learn maybe Tom Shabbat is only 1,000 amma. So the Gemara says, Danin chutz mi chutz, ve'en danin chutz mi chutza. So the Gemara gives an answer. When you're making... Uh, especially Gezerah Shavah You try to learn from the most similar word And therefore we'd rather learn from a word Chutz to Mihutz Which is similar As opposed to a word Chutz to Chutza Which is different And therefore, no, no Which means it's basically the same word If you have a choice to learn from a similar word True, it's the same root We know Chutza and Chutz comes from the same root But I'd rather learn from Chutz to chutz as opposed to chutz to chutzah. Therefore, I'll learn it from the 2,000 pasuk as opposed to the 1,000. So the Gemara says, Gemara says, Gemara says, what's the difference? All of a sudden you're being so technical, the Gemara is going to show us that when it comes to making dirashot, you don't have to be so precise in the words. As a matter of fact, the Gemara is going to now show us that there's a dirashah that we make on two words that are totally different but have the same meaning. One pasuk says Veshav and one pasuk says Uba. And the Gibbara says, well, Shab, he returned, Ba, he came. Basically, it's the same thing. He came, he returned, that gives it a Shabbat. So all of a sudden now, you're being a stickler and saying, no, it's got to be the same exact word. What are you talking about? We have the short of two totally different words, and still the Gibbara allows us to make a... Derasha. Now let me give you the derasha of the Shav Uba. Let's just read it inside and I'll give it to you. Kabbalah says, Umaynaf kamina. What's the difference? Chutz, chutza, that you're making a thing that you can't learn it. Hai tana deber bishmael. We have a bright hour from the same name of bishmael. The Shav Kohen. One pasuk says the Kohen will return. Uba Kohen. And one pasuk says he will come. Zui Shiva. The Zuhi Bia. 
The Gemara says, eh, Shiva, yeah, same thing, make a derasha. Now, what was this regarding? <coughs> so that she gives us the whole long derasha, I will tell it to you outside. The Gemara was discussing the law of a mitzorah. Sarat really on the, on the walls of the house. So the law says, the basic law says, that the Kohen walks in, he makes an assessment of it, and he waits for seven days. After seven days, he comes back, and he sees if the sarat spread, fasahanega, that means spreads, so then he has to make a tikkun. He has to either chip off the uh, wall, you know, with the place where the tzadat was, plaster it, you know, around the area, and then he waits an additional seven days, and comes back. If the tzadat reappears, then already he's got to break the house down, he's got to break the wall. That's the normal process of tzadat. You have the first seven days, where he just plasters and peels, and then you have the second seven days, where if it's not doesn't appear, he just says, Tahor. If it comes back, Already it is uh, it is tummy. Now, on that the pasuk says uh, when it's talking about that, it says it says veshava kohen. Yeah, it says that the kohen will return. Now, what the Gemara wants. What about a case where the kohen comes the first time after seven days and it stays the same? It did not spread. Okay, so he comes back a second week, and the second week it spread. Do you destroy right away? Because normally the second week, right away you destroy the house. But here it didn't follow the same pattern. So now the Gemara wants to say that you know you have a, a third week. He has to come back a third week, and on the third week, if it still appears, then already destroys. So therefore, the law is, whether it happened in two weeks, or whether this happened in three weeks, it is the same process. And the Gemara learns that from a dirasha of Veshav Uba. From those two words, the Gemara wants to learn there's no difference between if the... Um, if the uh, the pisayon, meaning the uh, uh, the spreading of the salat happened week one, or if the spreading of the salat happened week two, still you need an additional week from the pisayon if it still reappears, and then you destroy. So, bottom line, the Gemara is trying to say we make dirashot and hekeshim from words that are totally different, but they mean the same thing. The Kohen returns, the Kohen comes, but basically it's saying the same thing. So now why are you saying over here a whole thing, you're bothering us and you're telling us, oh, why don't you learn from chutzah? Different word, we'd rather learn from chutz. Well, all of a sudden you're being so makpid on the gizirah shavah. Chutz to Chutzah is much closer than Shav Uba. So the Gebara says, <coughs> If you have nothing similar, then you're right. Then you can go uh, to, a, uh, to, to a close word. But if you have something that's more close, of course, learn from the closer derasha, which means, here I have chutz and mihutz, or chutzah. I have an option, I'll, I'll go to the closer word. Over there, 
the closest connection is Shav and Ba. They have no choice. So therefore the Gemara says, you're right, you don't have to be so precise in the Gizrasha, that has to be the exact word. But where your options allow you to be more precise, then of course take it. So to review the Maskana of this piece, the Gemara is telling you, the source is, Al uh, Mekomo. How do you know Mekomo is 2000? From the Migrashi al Right? That says, you measure 2,000 amma outside. How did you get to there? You got to there because the key word in that pasuk that connected you was mihutz. It doesn't say the word mihutz in Ali Yitzhi but getting to a series of different pasukim will get to the word by going through to the word Nas, to getting to the word Gibul, and then getting to the word Hoots, you'll end up getting to that Pasuk, and therefore you have your Derasha. Comes the Gemara and continues. Alpayim Amma Agulot. So now we learned the Makhlokan and Mishnah. How do you calculate the 2000 Amma? One rabbi said it is a circle, meaning you lose the corners. And one rabbi said it is square. Comes Gibran says, according to the Shita of Antigonus. How was he learning? Now what was the opinion of Antigonus? He was the one that said round. Right? So Gibran says, wait. Where are you learning? If you're learning the Gizirah Shava that we just mentioned, that puts the source of 2000 Amma from the Migrash of the Leviim, what does it say in that Pasuk? It says, It calls the measuring Pe'ah. What is Pe'ah? Pe'ah is a corner. So therefore, if the source is there, obviously the Torah is telling you, it's a measurement that has corners. That means it has to be square. Peot ketivan. So if you're learning from there, it says peot. Now if that's not your source, So where did you learn Alpayim Mama from? So the Gemara says, No, no, I learned Gizir Shava from that spot. What do you do with the word peah? The Gemara says, Veshani acha, Ve'amar kira, in the Pasuk of the fields of the Levim, it says, So he says, This is, what is the this? So he says, Which means, granted, you can learn the 2000 Amma from Levim to Tum. But why does the Torah say ze? It's like in a certain sense, this is the only thing that applies only to Levim and not to Tum Shabbat. And what is that ze? Corners. Which means by the Migrash Levim, it's a square. But that's ze. That's only for Migrash Levim. But the 2000 Ahmad that you learn for Shabbat, Shabbat, meaning for the Shabbat observers, that'll be round. So he minimizes the word pe'ah from the word ze. Good? Comes the Gemara and says, Vinabanan. Oh, so what do the rabbis do? The rabbis who learn square. And they have the word pe'ah. What do they do with the word zeh? Gemara says, Tani rab kananya omed kazeh 
Yehiu kol shofte Shabbat. Which means the Pasuk says, Zeyeyeh, with the Pasuk, it's not coming to minimize, it's coming to include. It's coming to say, this law that we're learning by this law applies to all Shabbat observers, meaning not only to those tum, to all the laws of Shabbat that have to do with uh, distance and uh, traveling, the law applies. What is it coming to include? So the Gemara says, it will come to include... Amar Ravahabar Yaakov Hamaavir Daler Amot Bereshut Rabim Eno Chayav Ad Shemaavir Hen Belachsonan. Gemara says, take a case of four Amot Bereshut Rabim. Different thing, not the two thousand Amot. Two thousand Amot we learned already. Square. Not only that, but walking four Amot in the Bereshut Rabim. Now, how do you measure this four Amot? So the Gemara says it's not four Amot. It's the hypotenuse of four amot, which means make a square and then give you the diagonal. Now we have a rule in mathematics that the diagonal is one in three fifths longer than one of the sides of the square. So therefore, uh, the uh, hypotenuse over here, let's say, of let's say four amot by four amot, the hypotenuse would be five and three fifths. An additional one and three fifths of the side. You have four amot by four amot square, so the diagonal is five and three fifths. And the Torah is coming to tell you that when it comes to carrying on Shabbat in the Rishut Rabim, don't think it's four amot because the Gemara only says four amot. Gemara is telling you Hidush, it's not four amot. It's more than four amot, which means technically minhat Torah. You can't be hayaf for carrying until you go to five and three-fifths amah. So therefore they're coming to tell you that the square is not only by two thousand amah, square. Square applies to other dinim. For example, arba amot. But in the arba amot you even get the alakson. So comes the and says, story, amar papa. The papa said, badiklan raba. Raba tested us one day. Rabbi came into the Bet Midrash, and he's uh, testing the students. He said like this, Amud Bereshut Rabim. You have a, a pole in the Bereshut Rabim. Gavawa Asara. It's ten high. Verochav Dalin. And it's four tefahim wide. Now we know that that's a Bereshut Yahid. So he says, Sarik Hendil Aksonan Olo. So he said, wait, when we say four tefaqim by Shabbat, you need that distance, or that area, I should say, is it four by four, or is it the point that you need, really, uh, a, a square that gives you five and three-fifths, which means is the area that you're putting it on, is it is a little bigger? So the Gemara wants to know, which means, how do you hold uh, Rabotai? He's, he's, he's asking them the question. Let's read the question. Gemara says, He asked them, So they answered him, Which is, what do we learn from the word Zeh? That the law of peot of a square, it's not only talking about tum, but it's talking about all the laws. Of, not only carrying for Amot Mishutra, I mean, even the law of 
placing so, or having a Rishuti Yaqeed, which is for Tifahim Al, uh, for uh, Tifahim, that is also considered Hen Velach Sunan. That's she three lines from the bottom. Which means, maybe you'll tell me when you tell me four by four tefahim, it could be a circular, we have the area of four by four tefahim. He's saying no, you have to have a square of four by four tefahim, which gives you the... Diagonal of five and three fifths. So they answered correctly. He tested. What do you hold when you to make it a shuti yachid? When we said four by four to five, how do you get that four by four to be area? It's area, but area of what? So he says, no, no, no. It's got to be a square. Where do you know square from? I know it's from the Hananiyas Dirashah. What's the Hananiyas Dirashah? Zeh. It's telling you that what not, which means not only by. Not only by carrying from the children of Abim, but Shabbat. All the laws of Shabbat are going to be subject to Teot, and therefore you need a square that can give you the five and three fifths diagonal. Now the Gemara goes on to another point. Let's review the uh, skeleton of our Mishnah so we can have uh, clarity in this next sugya. The skeleton of our Mishnah was as follows. We had two cases in the beginning of the Mishnah. The first case was a person that knew that there was a tree far away. He said, I want my Shibitat to be by the tree. There the Mishnah said, Lo Amar Kilum. We learned yesterday, he didn't designate the spot. Uh, he just said a tree, that's not clear. Okay, that case, no good. Next case. Let's say he knew there was a tree. Uh, if he knew there was a tree, so then already, and he designates, I want it to be in a specific spot of the tree. So even though he's not there, he's able to you know, send his Shavita uh, long distance, and it's considered as if he's there going into Shabbat, and therefore he has 2,000 Amah from there. Uh, that was the case of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said if there was no landmark, then the Shavita is... So you have two cases right there. You have the case of Shivita Shilo Bimkomo and Shivita Bimkomo. Where there is no landmark, then the Shivita is where he is. He gets 2,000 Amma from all sides. Good. Then the Mishnah had a Lashon as follows. And I'm reading the Mishnah. This is following the skeleton of the Mishnah. The Mishnah then said, Vizuhi She'amru. And this is what the rabbis meant when they said A poor man can make the Eruv with his legs Now, the Gebarah is going to explain to us in the coming sugiah What is an Ani and what is an Ashir? In this whole sugya, let's give the rules here. We're not talking about financial ani and financial ashir. We're talking about not how much money he has in his bank account. It's where the guy is. If a guy's in the field before Shabbat, where he has no access to bread to make an eruv, that guy is called an ani. Whether he has money, whether he doesn't have money, bottom line, where he is now in the field, his status is ani. 
And the Hashid is always talking about a guy that's at home. That's by his house. Doesn't matter if he's not rich. But bottom line, since he has access to bread, that guy is called an Ashir. Now we had a Mahloket in our Mishnah between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. The Lashon of the Mishnah after that statement was, Amar Rabbi Meir, Anu en lanu ela ani. We only hold of ani. What is he referring to? And the Biudak Kalung says, no, the had ani, the had ashir. So the Gemara is going to start to analyze, what, what do you mean? He holds only ani, and he says, even ani, even ashir. What are we talking? What's the case? So the Gemara says, we begin. Amar Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman comes along and says, Mahloket bin Komi. The Mahloket between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir is when the guy says bin Komi, where he wants to make his Iruv in his spot. He's not making the Iruv by a tree in a forest. But he wants to make the Iruv bin Komo. What's the mahlokit? The Rabbi Meir Sabah, Rabbi Meir holds. Ikar iruv bepat. Rabbi Meir says, the main iruv normally you have to do with bread. That's the, the normal thing, right? Anihu da'akilu rabbanan alave. So the rabbis were lenient to a guy that's in the field that doesn't have bread. Because he's on the road, alright, that's considered an ani, alright, we'll let him do it even, beraglav. We'll let him make the aruv in the spot where he is, with his legs. Abal ashir, law. But an ashir, a guy's home, and he wants to make an aruv in a certain spot, meaning, let him take bread from his house, let him walk to the spot that he wants, and put the aruv there. We're going to only be lenient when a guy wants to make an aruv in his spot. That's about an ani. Guy's in the field, he wants to make an aruv, now here he is. Okay, you don't have bread, don't worry about it. But an ashir, that's the guy at home. He also wants to make an aruv. Let's say he wants to walk a thousand amount from his house. Before you go there, take some bread from your house. Walk there, you're not, a, you're not on the road anymore. Ashir, we don't give the heter of just doing it with his legs. Good? Aval ashir, verbi sabar. The main Eruv is not with bread, by the way. The main Eruv is with your legs. And there were not only a guy in the field that wants to make his Eruv in a spot, but even the guy at home. He decides before, so you know, I want to make my Eruv a thousand amount from his house. Just walk there. You don't have to bring bread with you. Even though he has tons of bread in his house, you don't need it. Oh, so that's, that's the case of what again? Where the guy wants to make the Eruv in his spot. Meaning he's there. Let's review the Mahloket. Rabbi Mir holds that that heter of making an Eruv when you're on the road was only said by a guy that's on the road. Because he doesn't have access to bread. But a guy that's home, that wants to make an Eruv in a certain spot, got to have bread. Rabbi Yudah says, Ehad Ani, Ve'ehad Ashir. Certainly the Ani that's on the road. But even the guy at home is able to uh, walk to the spot that he wants to make his Eruv. Why? Because he holds Ikar Eruv 
ברגל. Gemara says, Aval bin komploni. But if you're making the Ayruv long distance, bin komploni, meaning, you're in one spot, you don't want to make the Ayruv ya. You want to make it, for example, by the tree. Right? You're not by the spot where you want Ayruv to make. That was one of the cases of the Mishnah, correct? In that case where you want to make the Ayruv bin komploni, devreha kol ani in ashir lo. Everybody holds that this was only said for a guy that's on the road. A guy that's on the road that wants to make an Eru far away will give him that leniency. That he doesn't got to get there. He could just say, oh, I know there's a tree far away. I want to be there. But if a guy's at home, he's not on the road, he can't just say, oh, you know what, I'm lazy. I want to put my Eru 2,000 on my way. There it doesn't work. Guy at home, walk there. Go uh, put your Eru in the spot. So again, in the case of Eruv Shelob bin Komo, everybody agrees that's only said by a Ani. What is Bishat Ani? Meaning a guy that's on the road, he knows there's a tree far away. We tell him, you know what, we'll give you a hetir. You can put your Eruv by the tree. Now, are we going to be leaning for a guy that's home to do that? The guy's in his house. So you know what? I want to walk uh, 4,000 Amma on Shabbat. But I need an Eruv 2,000 on my way to do that. Could he just say, I don't know what, I'll put my Eruv uh, over there. No, 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 you're at home. <laughs> Gotta go walk, you're walking. We gave you this Eter for the guys in the field that, you know, before Shabbat, they got stuck there, oh, you can put your Eruv far away. Everybody agrees to that. Good? Now, continue. Let's continue the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Again, the Mishnah is Lashon. And this is that we said in the Mishnah. Who made that statement? This is the case that we say the Ani could make an Eruv with his legs. That implies what? This is the case. Implying that normally Eruv has to be done with bread. But in this case, we'll be lenient that he could use his legs. That must be going like Rabbi Meir. Because Rabbi Meir is the rabbi that holds Ikar Eruv Bepat. However, in this case, where the guy's in the field, we're lenient for him to make the Eruv with his legs, which is Bimkomo, where he is. So that statement, This was a case, meaning when the guy is in the field, that's what we say, But normally, So the Gebra says, Who's the author of that? That's the fourth line. And which case is it going on? That's talking about a guy where there's no landmark, he's not, he doesn't rec- or there is a landmark and he just doesn't realize one, so he wants to make his Eruv in his spot. What's the deen when a guy wants to make an Eruv in his spot? In that case, the Bimi'id will hold, you do not need bread. But that's the only case, because he is in the field. But if he would be at home, 
you need bread. So the Mishnah is saying like this, let's get the skeleton again, I just want to give it the clarity. The Mishnah is saying, you have a case where a guy does not know there's a landmark, or he doesn't know that you have the heter to extend the Eruv, the so therefore he could say, Shemitati, or the Eruv is automatically in his spot where he is. Right? Now, he doesn't have bread with him. And in that case, that's specifically when it says that the person could make his eruv with his legs because he's in the field, he doesn't have access to it, so therefore it's considered legit. But, implication, if he was home and he wants to make his eruv, he would need pot. So that statement specifically is Rabbi because according to the Be'uda, it's not so. Just like the guy in the field doesn't need bread, the guy at home also doesn't need bread. He can also say that what? I want to make my roof in the spot, walk there, and uh, doesn't need bread as well. So therefore, the Mishnah statement of the Shamru is Dafka Rabbi Meir. Comes the Gemara and says, continue. Which means at the end of the Mishnah there's another statement. The last statement of the Mishnah says that this bread halakha by Eruv was said to be lenient. It's a leniency. Now who could that be going like? Rabbi Yudha. Because Rabbi Yudha holds even a guy at home doesn't need uh, which means you don't need bread. According to the Yehuda, he looks at it. But you know what? He learns bread was a leniency, not a stringency. Meaning, let's say the Ashir, who's home, he wants to make his roof a thousand a mile away. Option one, he can walk there. But the Yehuda says, you know what? We'll give you a leniency. Do it with bread. What do I gain by doing it with bread? I can give it to a shaliyah. Here's my bread. Go be my agent to set up the Eruv. So therefore, when the end of the Mishnah says, Velo amru Eruv bepat ila lahakel, that's dafka, Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda holds another lahakel. Ikar Eruv bepat. He also, you got to go there with bread. That's the Ikar Eruv. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda says, no, 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 no. Ikar Eruv beregel. And why you have a leniency to do bread. So that is the way Rav Nahman learns the Mahlukit. Now we're going to learn it according to Rav Hizda. New way. That's one way. Now we give Rav Hizda's way. Kabara continues. Rav Hizda Amar. Rav Hizda says, Mahlukit bim komploni. The Mahlukit between Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Yehuda is not when he's making the eruv in the spot where he is. The machlokin is bim komploni, where you're making your eruv long distance by the tree. To the bimir sabar, the bimir will hold ani in ashidlo. That who can make long distance eruv? Only an ani, meaning a guy that's stuck in the middle of the field. But a guy that's home, he cannot make a long distance eruv. You got to go there. Which is this heter of putting the eruv by the tree where you are not. Was said for Khadrahim and Ali. But if a guy's at home, it's a big leniency. But he let the guy say, oh, you know what? I want my Iruf to be two thousand miles. Well, right, two thousand miles away my Iruf. No, 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 no. When you're at home, you, you, you gotta go there. Okay? Ehad Ani, the Ashir. The Buddha has a very big leniency. He holds 
anybody can make the Eruv long distance without going there. According to Rav Chazda, even a guy who's at home, you don't gotta get to your spot. You can just say it. over there, and it's okay. So that's where the Mahlokit is. Now, Abal Bimkomi, but if you want to make the Eruv in your spot, there, to make an Eruv in your uh, spot, where you are, everybody holds. It's enough just to walk there, and you're okay. Even if you're home, why? According to this, everybody holds. Even Rabbi Mi'i is going to hold what? That the main Eruv is with your feet. And therefore, you want to make a Eruv in, in, in the spot where you are, even Rabbi Mi'i will hold. Just walk there. Even the guy's in his house. Walk to the spot, and you're okay. What's the mahlokit? The mahlokit is to what extent are we meaning to make an eruv out of your spot? The Bimir will say only for Hulkhidrahim, whereas the Biyuda will say for everybody. Let's review the Fazda. There's two cases Eruv Shelobim Komo, Eruv Bim Komo. Shelobim Komo Mahlokit. Rabbi Meir will say to make an Eruv out of your spot by the tree, for example, that's only said by Hulkhid Rahim. Honey. But a guy's at home, he wants to make his Eruv far away, you gotta walk there. You gotta go there. Whereas, according to Rabbi Huda, Ehad Ali, the Had Ashir. This Hitir of making the Eruv in a landmark that you know can be made by anybody. Ehad Ali, the Had Ashir. Where does everybody agree? Everybody agrees, but in a spot where you want to make the roof, in the spot where you are, everybody agrees, just go there. You don't have to bring bread with you. It's enough because Ikar Eruv, according to that Hizda, is Baregev. Now let's turn to Mishnah. Oh, so when the Mishnah then says, What case is that going on? Ahaya, which case is it going on? Sabi Meir, the Ahaya Kae, Aha Misheba Baderich, the Hashka, which means that's going on the case where the guy was on the road, it's coming dark, and he wants to make his Eru far away. In that case, we'll be lenient to say what? That Hani Me'arev Beraglav. That's a little tricky here. Because he's not really making it Beraglav. He's really making it Bidibur. Ah, that's the answer. The pshat is, since he can get there, Beraglav, before Shabbat, that's what the Mishnah means. So this was considered, okay, it's exactly the answer. Which means, according to this version, what it says, V'zeu she'amru Beraglav. What's going on? So give us, first of all, it's Sabimir. Because Sabimir is the one that makes the difference between Ani and Ashi. So saying, V'zeu she'amru ha'ani. That's the case where you want to make it long distance. And not that you have to make it biraglav. Because in that case you can just make it ba'amira. You just say, I want to be over there. Pshar is biraglav is that if you can get there, biraglav, before Shabbat, like we learned in the beginning of the Dav, then already you can say it. Whereas according to the Bihuda, according to the Bihuda, you can even do it if you are home, even in Ashir. Good. Now let's get to the end of the Mishnah. At the end of the Mishnah, when it says, At the end of the Mishnah that said, The heter of 
the, the hetera bread is a leniency by Eruv, that's according to everybody. Because according to this version of the Chazdaa, Ikar Eruv Beregel, according to everybody. The bread was only said according to everybody as a leniency, that if a guy doesn't want to go Beraglav, he can send the bread. So according to the Chazdaa, the Mahlokir is Shilobim Komo. That Rabbi Yudah says Ani, Rabbi Meir says Ani Davka, and Rabbi Yudah says Ehad Ani, Ehad Ashir. But Bim Komo, Devreya Kol, Ehad Ani, Ehad Ashir, Ma'arib Biraglav. Oh, Velo Amru Pat Ela Lakel. That what? If you want to make a roof in your spot, you can be lean, you don't even have to go there, you can even send bread through an agent. So that's the two ways of learning Rav Nachman and Rav Hezda. Obviously, Rav Hezda is a little more lenient here. Because Rav Hezda is telling you in one side that according to the Bihuda, you never really have to go to your spot. Okay, where you are. Which means, no, you don't have to send somebody. At home, an Ashir, he could just say, it'll be... Shama, over there. As long as you know what a specific spot that you're talking about, you don't have to be a guy stuck in the field to do that. According to him, you can always be lenient. That's the big heter, the way that Hazda learns. Now, comes the Gemara and says, you know, when I'm saying it slows, I want you to understand clearly the two sides. Tanya kebateh de Nachman. We're going to bring a proof to the first way of learning. First way of learning, Rav Nachman, he learned the mahlokit is bimkomo. Meaning when you want to make the eruv in your spot. There, the bimi'ir holds, only an ani can get away with doing it with his legs. Whereas an ashir who's home, you want to make eruv in your spot, take bread with you. Whereas the bimi'udah says, had ani, had ashir bimkomo, me'arib beraglav. And what? You want to be lenient, we'll let you even do it with bread through an agent. So we're going to bring a bright that to that cheetah. It says, whether he's a poor guy, or whether he's a rich guy, meaning he's in the field or he is at home. He's got to use bread. The Ashir on Erev Shabbat should not go out the Yomar and say Shvitati bimkomi the guy cannot go out from his house on Erev Shabbat and then come along and say yeah, I want my Shvita to be far away because this heter of saying that you could make Eruv with your feet Ela that's exactly the way we learned the Bimir. That the only time we give you a heter of saying you want your Ayruf to be in a, in a certain spot that you are, that's only said for a guy that's in the field. However, the Bihudalmir, Ehadani, Ehadashir, Me'arbin, Beregin. You can make it, even if you're at home, walk to the spot, and you are okay. You don't need bread. And furthermore, the Ashir can go outside the tomb. The Yomari can say, Meaning, I want my Shivitat to be here. You can walk there. Okay. Shabbat. 
Right? I mean, he's in his house. He doesn't want his Eruf to be in his house. He wants his Eruf to be 2,000 miles away. So what does he do? Before Shabbat, walk to his spot, let him stand there and say, I want my Shemitah to be in this spot. And this is the key of an Eruf. Now, and then the rabbis went even further and said, you know what, you could send your Eruv with bread through your servant, your son, your, your whatever, in order to get it there. So this Braita clearly is telling you what? That the whole Mahloket is Bimkomo. Meaning, Shelo Bimkomo, when you want to make Eruv, everybody agrees that that was only said for the guys on the road. But for the Bimkomo Eruv, According to the Bihuda, it's a Hadani, the Hadashid, as seen in the Braita. What did the Braita say? A guy can go leave his house before Shabbat. He's in his house. He's Ashir. He's in his house. Go to his spot. No bread. Stand there. And his Aruf is in the Aruf. And he also has a leniency. If he doesn't want to go there, send bread. That's exactly the way Rabbi Nachman learned. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir said the opposite. Meir said, no, no, no. Only a guy that's on the road can do that, but the Ashir, no. So then we have a Braita to support of Nahman's version. Comes Gibran says, story, Amar of Yehuda. Ma'aseh, Ba'anshe Bet Memel, Ba'anshe Bet Goryon. Story of the people from Bet Memel, it's a place, or the people from, the people from Bet Goryon, Be'aruma, they were in a place called Aruma. Shayuma Halkin Grogrot, they were giving out uh, dried figs. Vitsimukin, and raisins. Why were they giving out this type of food on Shabbat? Lahanim, it was to the poor people. Bishne Batsorit, it was a year of famine. So these generous people from these two places came to the famine stricken cities. They had their food with them and they were giving out free food to the Anim. Uba'in Aniyek Far Shihim, the Aniyek Far Hananya. So the surrounding villages wanted to get in on the action to get some of the uh, food. So what they do? Ummahshihin alatum. On Friday afternoon they went to the Tum. They were four thousand a mile away. From the place where the aroma, where they were giving out the food. So what they do? They needed to get there. So Arab Shabbat, they made it home, 2,000 Amawai, which put them in striking distance of the, of Aruma. So they were mahshik ala tchum, and then on, what they do the next day? Lemachorat, meshkimim, ubaim. So the next day, they were meshkim, uba. They came and, they went and went. Now, what do you see from here, this story? These guys over here, even though they were poor, but they considered ashir. Why? Because they went from their house on Erev Shabbat to the tomb. They didn't bring with them any bread. They just made an Eruv Baregel. So this is a proof to who? To the Bihuda. Because the Bihuda, again, well, that's why it was very clear. When we say ashir, we don't talk about how much money. These guys were not ashirim. Now she says you have to see they had bread in the house at least. And they did have a little bread if they wanted to make an Eruv. But what does it say? They were just machshik alatum b'naglehem. Proof to what? The Bihuda. That what? That ehad ani ve'ehad ashir. If you make them the Eruv bimkomo, you do not need bread. Clear?
Comes the Gemara and says, "Matnitin nami daika." Gemara says, "You know what?" Our Mishnah is also Miduyekit. That what? That we're going like Rav Nachman. Diktani. Now this is not our Mishnah. It's a Mishnah that is further on. What does the Mishnah say? Interesting case. A guy wants to get to a certain city. That's 4,000 Amah away. He has a house 2,000 Amah away. So he sets out on Erev Shabbat to get to his house. Once he makes Shibita in that house and be able to get to the city on Shabbat. That was his plan. What happened? Vihziro Havero. His friend was walking with him. His friend said, listen, it's too cold or it's too hot. So therefore, let's go back. So he wounded him. He was planning on making a Shibita in the house. Now nah, you got to make a U-turn, they go home. So Gabbara says, Doesn't matter. Even though he went home, he could still go 4,000 Ammah on Shabbat, even though he didn't actually get to the house. He was planning on going to the house. However, Everybody else in this guy's city, of course, cannot go to the next city, because they're 4,000 Ammah away. But he can. This is the words of the Yehuda. That we have to analyze the situation. What do you mean? He didn't get to, he didn't make the Aruba. So the Gibraltar says, and bam, we analyzed it. Why? What's the with him and what's the with them? Which means, bottom line, nobody made an Aruba over here. The guys in the city definitely didn't, they didn't plan on doing it. This guy planned on doing it, but he didn't get there. So the Gibraltar says, Oh, he has two. Homes, and he has two tehomesha in between the meaning. From where he is to his home is two thousand. From his home to the city is another two thousand. Ihu the guy kevan Once he planned on going on the road and he left, he left his house. So we consider him already in ani, meaning. According to this, he's now on the road. Now, what's the deen of a guy that's on the road? We learned the guy on the road has a deen that he could put his shivita even far. Which is even though he's not there. Mm-hmm. Everybody agrees to that. Which means when a, when a guy's walking on the road, he could say shvitati be'ilan. So the hadush is this guy, he left his house on Shabbat to go. So now he's on the road already. True, he never got there. But we're going to give him the status of an Ani. Because he's not home. He was on the road already. So once he's on the road already, and he has a house. So that, that she tells us, the Hadush of him having a house is, that even if he doesn't say, it's an automatic. When he doesn't have a residence, then already he has to actually verbalize. The Hadush of having a house, we say, it's automatic that even though he made a U-turn, he wants to be in that house. And therefore he can go from the house to the city on Shabbat, even though he didn't get there. So the Gebara says, Now, the guys in the city, they are home. They, didn't, uh, they never left. So the Gebara says, Alma, here's the, here's the proof. 
פלוני אני אין אשיר לו שמאמינה. So from here you learn that במקום פלוני, right? When you want to do it, במקום פלוני, the heter is only for an ani, but not for an ashir. Which if they, this is another proof for Rav Nachman. Whereas according to Rav Hizda, he held that במקום פלוני, even an ashir it's okay. Meaning the Hashir can make the long distance Eruv from his house. According to that Chazdad, the deen in this Mishnah would have been what? That even the guys back in the city technically can also be Mi'urab because you can also go with a long distance Eruv. Kamashan had said, no, only the guy who went out, who has the status of an Ani, his Eruv will work like the way the Nachman learns. But the guys back at home, they're considered Hashirim, they cannot make a long distance. So again, we have another proof from a Mishnah, according to Rav Nachman. I'm sorry, He came along and he taught, uh, follows the way Rav Nachman. Learned, and therefore what? It's echad ani echad ashir. Meaning, when you want to make uh, in eruv bimkomo in your spot, you don't have to uh, have bread. Which means whether you're on the road, you can make it on your spot, or whether you're in ashir at home, you can go to the spot. Echad ani echad ashir, like Rav Nachman learned. And then he says, Amale Rav. Rav told him, Sayim banami. Conclude your statement by saying halakha kribi Yehuda, which means finish it off and say that the halakha indeed follows the Yehuda, meaning that she says uchrav nachman bimkomi, which means to say it clear that the halakha does follow the Yehuda in the sense that what that davka bimkomi echad ani vechad ashir and bimkomo every I'm sorry shelob bimkomo. Then you, everybody's going to agree only Ani and not Ashi. So the Ba'asidah is concluding Halakha Kerav Nachman And which side of Rav Nachman? Rabbi Yehuda Baruch Anu Ali Amen Amen